I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And Vicki, we have a guest today. You want to introduce her? Absolutely. I am so pleased to have with us today Valerie. Valerie, I met on the telephone. She called the fraud hotline, thankfully, to tell me about an experience that she had where she almost got scammed. I wanted her to come on the show because Valerie has a particular background, which makes her very savvy about internet scams. And so I wanted her to share her experience because my feeling is if she could have gotten scammed, it could happen to anybody. So Valerie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And could we start off by you telling us just a little bit about your background? I think you were an organizational consultant. I'm still working as an organizational consultant, usually with IT departments, which makes this significant. And these information technology departments are interested in customer service and and how to work as a team. So that's what I do. So... Tell me how this all started. I think you said it started when you were using your computer and your screen froze. I get up very early. I'm at six in the morning and I open my laptop and it says, you have been hacked. Do not touch your screen. Call this number immediately. And the number at the bottom of the screen was not a Microsoft number. I kind of sort of figured out that wasn't going to be the Microsoft number because I've heard about these locking up your screen. So I immediately went to look up Microsoft's phone number and email. And so I looked it up and there it was. And I clicked on it just the way I would normally do as an IT person, (laughs) because I do specialize in these kinds of threats too. And so I went to that number and I got a gentleman called Jack Flynn and he gave me his badge number. He sounded like Microsoft. He said, this is Microsoft. This is Jack Flynn. We're going to help you get out of this hack. When I told him my screen is frozen, I think I've been hacked, he said, well, we'll fix that. Just stay calm. Don't do anything. Just follow what I tell you to do. And that sounded reasonable. And every instruction he gave me is what I teach. That was what was so frustrating. Wow. Valerie, you didn't call the number that came up on your screen. You independently went and looked up their number and got the scammer? Yes, because they had blocked any link to Microsoft with the scam, but also might have called a number that they compromised. They put a number and I answered that email too fast. Look for their email too fast. And now I think that's what happened. And I just call that number right away. It was a total setup. And then the supervisor comes on and he shows me my screen after pushing the Microsoft button on my laptop. And there it is, the 12 calls outside. He said, we're going to look at who's on your phone and what they come from. They're all out of country. He had this matrix with a black background with white text. So it looked just like an internal screen. And then they had 36 mobile possibilities of attack all out of the country and several that were repeated numbers. So that's what I see when I see a scam with other people. You know, when I'm working with a client, that's what they show me. So they actually know the protocol at Microsoft and they know all the details. Then it got a little dicey because I started getting suspicious when he said, we have to call directly to the fraud line at Wells Fargo Bank, your account. We need to call them and let them know that this has happened and help set up the fix. 
So the minute he said that, that he had to call the fraud line and I had to give them the number, which I did, I knew that, wait a minute, why am I not calling the fraud line? Why is he calling the fraud line? And then someone with a Russian accent came on the phone, whereas this Jack Flynn had a slight Indian accent. And then I talked to the Wells Fargo person who told me that I had a $4,000 attempt out of my account and that they knew my account. And they said, you also have a subscription pending for kitty porn. Wow. So then I immediately looked up my account and sure enough, there was a pending thing for kitty porn. (laughs) So right now I'm like hooked. I'm hooked terribly. But anyway, that turned out not even the worst. Then he says to me, you need to give us $4,000 and then the hackers will come get it and then we'll trace them. That's how we fix it. And I said, I do not believe this is legit now. I'm not going to go out and buy $4,000 worth of gift cards, which he said, you can just charge it to your accounts because your credit cards are not touched. So he also asked me just before that, do you have credit cards starting with three, four, five, or six? And I said, I have all those numbers. I'm a business. I have all those cards over the years. You know, people have all those cards, but he did not ask me for any money yet until he said, we can resolve this. But the Microsoft person comes on and says, we're going to resolve it, but you have to negotiate with them. He's on the line with me with the fraud guy. Isn't that amazing? Okay. So then he says, go buy the gift cards. And I say, okay, this is a scam and I'm hanging up right now. And then I immediately got up and went to Wells Fargo Bank. And sure enough, there was a pending charge for kitty porn and there was no charge for $4,000 coming in, no attempt. Now, the worst thing was the man who was threatening me said, if you don't pay us, we're going to call the FBI and say that you have kitty porn on your account. And I knew that once you tell the FBI that there's possible kitty porn, that triggers a whole investigation of Mm. your bank and everything. And they can freeze your accounts while they're investigating, could take months, could cost you money. So I was horrified. But fortunately, the bank was able to stop the whole process. I was able to go then to Staples and get that thing off my laptop. This was a multi-level scam. It looks like there were five different people that got involved with you. The first person was this Jack Flynn. Right. And he sounded like the real deal. And he gave you a badge number. And I think he even gave you a case number. Is that right? That's correct. And then he passed you off to the supervisor. That's and correct. And that person did some things with you. And the supervisor, did he have a different accent than Jack Flynn? Yes, he had a regular accent. And then you got sent to what you thought was the fraud department at your bank? Yes. And it wasn't. It was a guy that had a Russian accent who was part of the scam group. Yeah. And then he was the one that said, we need to trap the hacker, go get some gift cards. And that's where you said, no, this is a scam. But this is what I think is so interesting. These fraudsters, it sounds like, did not give up. While you were at Staples getting your computer fixed, you got another phone call from somebody telling you that it was the FBI. And I believe that was probably another scammer trying to hook you back in somehow. I'm sure of it. But the other thing about it is that how terrifying for an older person who believes that they're going to be reported to the FBI kind of stunning to me the way they were able to make it look like they had all this data and the black and white inner workings of the computer. I've been traumatized ever since. I mean, I'm afraid to open mail and they say, well, it's all going into scam. Just delete it all. And I do every day, but I'm still getting 100 to 200 scam attempts a day. That's unbelievable. I don't open things that are phishing. I only open now what I recognize 
And that's pretty difficult if you're a business. There was five of those people in a kind of collusion, you know, just handing off to each other. And it's very embarrassing because you think you know better and then you get set up like that. Fortunately, I didn't lose any money and I was able to close down all that account stuff that they were trying to get into. But I'm still nervous. I have to monitor now my credit cards and everything every week. Just check and make sure. And that's very high pressure. That just wastes a lot of time every day. You know, you have to double check. Anything up to that point that could have given you pause, just looking back? No, not really. I have to admit that I really was hooked up to the point of the fraud line, because calling the bank, why can't I call the bank? Right. Why do they have to do it? And here's what they said. They said, and it made sense to me, that they have a special person at the bank that they connect with who specializes in this kind of fraud. And I knew that was true because I had a fraudulent credit card that was stopped. I think that the other red flag was when they said to me, you have to negotiate. The Microsoft guys said, you better negotiate because they're not going to let you go until you pay them. Mm. And I said, I'm not negotiating. And that's when, of course, we went to the bank. Almost like reminds me, I don't negotiate with terrorists, you know, and that's know. really what they well, are. I was probably thinking that. I'll tell <laughs> you, Patty, you, I was Valerie. probably thinking Good that at the time. Yeah. At the time, yeah. I'm talking, uh-uh. It's almost as if they've read my notices on how to prevent a scam and how to deal with it. It's unbelievable how perfect this was, although I should have known better. What I tell people is the minute you see the hacker screen that's locked, shut your computer off, unplug it and take it to a professional and make sure the professional is the one who opens it. And I teach that. I mean, I can't believe I did it, but I can believe it because I thought I knew it. You get arrogant about your own abilities. You get arrogant. You say, well, I can fix this. So it was very enticing and they got me. They just got me. Well, I think your advice is good. And I think this is kind of the ultimate advice. But it sounds like what you have said is absolutely the right thing to do. If your screen freezes and if it goes black, unplug. Is that the advice you give ultimately? Yes. But remember, they're going to have this screen that looks like Microsoft. It has a number at the bottom. It says, you have been hacked. Please don't do anything but call this number. So I kind of took the bait. And it looked like the Microsoft screen until the end when they did this yellow, ugly thing that looked like a a pirate. And there was no misspellings. There was nothing I was looking for. You know, a lot of times hackers will misspell things. That's a dead giveaway. Absolutely. But they didn't. It was a perfectly demonstrated screen. And that's happened to me with the, the bank. Lately, with Google, you have to be so careful now right? because they copy the logos and they copy the face sheet that you see on the laptop. Yeah. So you have to really listen carefully. Does this sound ridiculous or call them back? That's another thing that I tell people. Find the right number and call them back. Yeah. And not the fraud line because they can block those. You know, they can intercede. They connect in with those. Hack in. Mm. Yeah. Pretty scary. It is. It's very, very scary. I mean, that's unfortunately the world we're living in right now. But I really want to thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing this because the message is. If you can get fooled, any of us can get fooled. So we have to be really careful what we do out there and we just have to question it. Unfortunately, they are out to get us and they are finding more and more sophisticated ways to get at us and to scam us. So can I just bring up one more thing? Absolutely. 
I got a call two days ago about a woman who was called, an older woman. She said they were going to deliver food to her house that some friends of hers had pulled money together to buy her food because they knew she was hungry. And she would only have to pay the delivery charges because gas was so expensive. And she almost bought into that. And they were going to deliver spoiled food with old dated stuff because she could tell that when they came, she slammed the door. Wow. I mean, that's That's, really terrible. That's really taking advantage of a vulnerable person. That is horrible. It's horrible and scary. They're now coming to our house. Right. And I know some of these scammers are now, even if they are in some place like Africa or India or Canada, Mm -hmm. I know that they are actually sending couriers to a person's house to pick up the monies, for example, in a grandparent scam, something like that. So the fact that they're sending people money mules to our homes to pick up the money, that's going even a step further than having you go out and buy gift cards. I know. I yeah, know. It's Very sad. Out there. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Valerie. And you're so knowledgeable yourself. Uh, keep us apprised of those scams, the new ones that come around. We'd like to hear about them. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for you being so interested because we have to get the word out. We have to stop Absolutely. This. That's how you can only stop it from the first conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for helping us get the word out. Okay. Have a great day. Take care. Okay.